This is when I need to like print it out and then sharpie it out because literally I just butchered that. So I had to let you guys hear that part of Tara because this is the third time that we've recorded this episode. Um, here of Cup of Jones. I'm Jonesy and she is Tara. Hey guys. So Tara is on um, some extensive medication because she has the flu. I don't know if it's the flu. Quit okay. calling it the flu. She's been really sick and she had the flu shot today. So nor- about 99% chance No, because if it was the flu, it would have already started. Before I got the flu shot. So the flu shot would have nothing to do with giving me the flu. Anyways, she's really sick. I'm so really you're sick and hear... he won't kiss me on the lips. That's the whole thing. So, so you're going to hear some coughing, some <laughs> snotting, some nose blowing, and we really apologize. I will not blow my nose into the podcast, I promise. But any other gar- noises you hear, I can guarantee she does it. I will go into the other room to blow my nose. And so I've been scuba diving all day. So my, I have water in my ear. So I feel like I'm screaming. So please just bear with us today. But it is Friday and it is hot tub hot seat time. <laughs> we had one person send us a very <laughs> extensive message with a few different questions. So we wanted to read this message and not give away very many details. But we wanted you guys to know the background story before we just started answering questions. And you're wondering... Where in the world did this come from? And then to the other couple people who sent questions, um, we will address them next time. Um, I want to apologize ahead of time for not addressing them tonight, um, but we will get to them. We just felt it that was kind of put on our hearts to um, just take this episode and dedicate it solely to um, helping out our friend who sent us a message and um, giving her any personal suggestions or opinions or advice from our personal experiences that we can to try to, you know, just reach out and um, give her some guidance. We know we are not professionals. We know that, you know, that is not anywhere in our scope of practice or whatever. I'm I just, have no practice. I'm a measly nurse. So um, we, we know that. And, you know, we have and will always encourage for anybody to um, reach out to professionals and, um, People who specialize in, especially in this area, um, affair recovery and marriage counselors. Um, there are tons, tons, tons of awesome therapists and, um, <laughs> what are you doing? Playing with my snorkel, man. Awesome therapists and counselors and professionals who actually specialize in affair recovery and marriage and relationships who are the experts. We are just merely giving advice from personal experiences and then our opinions based on some of the questions that, you know, you guys yeah, are so this, out and so this person asked what, um, our opinions were yeah. asked if we could give them some advice. So that's what we're going to do. So Tara's going to read this message. Hopefully this time she doesn't give out details. So yeah, we I have just, to last time this. I just butchered it and was just reading from the message and put out the details that I said I wasn't going to say. So this time we're going to try it and I'm going to try to just read around that part. So, um, the message starts with, I apologize in advance for this being all over the place. Background info, married almost 20 years. They have multiple children, um, ranging from almost 21 and all the way down to, um, we'll just say school age, like younger school age. Um, they've got married really young. They got married, um, both of them in their twenties. Um, and now they are... Um, we'll just say in their 40s. 
And then, so it goes to, I suffer from depression, anxiety, and PTSD and experience memory loss. So some things I don't remember all that well. We have decided divorce is not an option for us. So any advice you can give, please include separation, but not divorce. I will start by saying, I also experienced a lot of trauma. I was molested as a kid. I told family members and they didn't believe me. Everyone went on like nothing ever happened. And that's where my trust issues started. I can't trust anyone, not even my husband. He knows this. I have been raped five times between the ages of adolescence and adulthood. These events have caused me to separate my feelings during sex. And sex is just an act to me, though a pleasurable act. I hope to one day be able to emotionally enjoy sex. So to try to make a long story short, I have had multiple affairs. My husband has accepted it and made the decision to keep fighting for this family to help mask my guilt and to fulfill my desires to have sex with other people. We became swingers. We had been with one couple and one single lady that only lasted a short while because he wasn't too into it. My last affair ended eight years ago. I had become pregnant around that time and my husband stated he couldn't accept the baby that may not be his. So I initially gave custody to a family member that tore me apart as well as our marriage. But I felt I didn't have a say so because I was the one in the wrong and needed to earn forgiveness. Seeing how my actions almost cost me my whole me and my whole family. I ended the affair and decided I would never cheat again. This was eight years ago. We eventually took the custody back of my daughter because we, he saw how being away from her caused me to mentally break down. Even though we had other children, I felt like a failure on top of being a cheater. I have to add that during my last pregnancy, we lived separately. And I won't say the states they lived in. He would get lonely and sexually frustrated, so he would ask for permission to be with other women sexually. No feelings, just sex. I and I agreed to it. I was living out the ultimate betrayal, so how could I say no? He ended up not doing anything, and we moved back in together after a year apart. About a year into reconciliation, my husband now admits that he feels it's unfair that I've been with other people sexually, and he hasn't. For the past eight years, this has been his thought process. He's told me he forgave me, but he should be allowed to sleep with other women to get over the feelings of things being unfair. Hence the reason we are currently swingers, though none of us has had an outside partner yet. This is where the questions come into play. All right, so first question. Knowing the full story, affairs, baby, forgiveness, etc., was I obligated to allow him to have this free pass, so to speak? This is purely for my peace of mind since I've already given it to him. All right, go ahead. You want to go first from the guy's perspective? So from the guy's perspective, um, no, you shouldn't have been okay with giving him a free pass. Is she obligated to? No, she's definitely not obligated to give him a free pass. You said earlier that um, you had had affairs and he's accepted them. Then he needs to accept them wholeheartedly. So being a, the smart ass that I am if this was <coughs> in our situation of course I'm going to look at Tara and say well you slept with other people why can't I sleep with other people but if he has genuinely said we're going to get through this divorce is not an option which I commend you for that um, then no and to be completely honest two wrongs don't make a right because he is not going to go get that fulfillment from another woman as he would get it from you. He's going to go try to mask something that I think later on in your relationship is just going to come to head and is just going to cause more problems. 
So, my perspective. I completely understand where both of you guys are coming from on this one. And I will agree with Jonesy and say absolutely you are not obligated to give him a free pass. I know you already have. um, And that is something that the two of you need to work together and talk about. But you were not obligated at all to give him a free pass. Number one, you said um, earlier that he said he wanted to fight for his marriage and for his family and that divorce was not an option. So if that's the case, in my opinion, um, doing something like sleeping with someone else, like just, I wouldn't even say revenge affair because it's an open marriage, but actually bringing in another person into your marriage is not going to solve anything and it is not going to fulfill his need. Um, the fact that you had a outside relationship is not going to go away just because he did. So what it's basically going to do is just compound the whole entire thing. Yeah. He's never going to get that fulfillment. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, and what it's going to do is, um, basically it's just going to make it worse. It's going to now, um, number one, cause you feelings of inadequacy, even though you gave him permission, you have so much guilt that, um, I honestly, I think that that's where you're acting from. You're acting more from guilt. My advice on this one would be to act more from love and dedication to your marriage. And if you're both dedicated to your marriage, to your marriage, then it's okay to say no. Um, there are a tons of times where I wish I would have looked at Casey and said no when he asked for things and that he looked that he wishes he looked at me and said no, but we both just did it out of either guilt or obligation and, Um, we allowed boundaries to be crossed that were like nowhere near this serious, but I mean, could have easily, um, been as harmful if we had just kept going with it. So, um, I honestly think that if being married is what the both of you want and that you're both dedicated to fighting for your relationship and fighting for your family and fighting for your marriage, then what you do is the hard thing. And that is to tell each other no. I know as a spouse, you feel as though, number one, you feel guilty. And number two, you always want to please your husband. And um, I know this is what you think is going to make things better and make him feel better. But I promise you that it is not going to make him feel better, nor is it going to make you feel better. And it's definitely not going to make your marriage better, in my opinion. Um, Like I said, all that's going to happen is there's going to be more guilt. There's going to be more resentment. Um, and then you've got another person brought into your marriage that, you know, you're already trying to, um, repair and that makes it impossible. So, um, under no circumstances were you obligated to tell him yes. Um, I think even if you're second guessing it right now, then, um, in my opinion, um, if obviously you're, you know, you, you, no one wants their spouse to, to sleep with somebody else, but, um, also, you've said yourself that you have no emotional attachment to sex. So to you, sex is sex. It's the same way it was with me. I don't have emotional attachment to it, but I can also tell you that I do have an emotional attachment to my husband and, um, an emotional attachment to my family. And in this situation, I think those are, those things are paramount. And I don't think, um, now would be the time to make any decisions that would, um, you know, come from guilt or obligation or anger or anything like that I think that you need to ask yourself what's the most important thing to you is it um you know feeling less guilty or is it your marriage is it your feelings or is it the the feelings of your husband and what's good for your marriage and your husband also has to look at himself too this isn't one it's not going to help your marriage at all 
And two, are you trying to fix what is wrong with your wife and what is broken with your wife and your marriage? Or are you just looking to get your fix? And to be completely honest, another woman is not going to do that. So, all right, what's question two? All right, so question two. Oh, hold on. The page closed. Sorry, guys. (coughs) All right, so question two. Am I not entitled to be mad or hurt because I'm the one who started this path of pain and destruction? So, again, um, like we said just a few minutes ago, both of you are entitled to your feelings. I mean, there's, you know, you're human, so you're entitled to feel a certain way about, you know, what's happened in the past and what's going on now. Um, Everyone's entitled to their own feelings in a relationship, and their feelings should be respected by their significant other regardless of if they're, you know, if they agree with them or not, they should be respected. Um, but I don't think that, I think that the problem is you, you're losing focus on, um, the fact that regardless of what happened in the past, the both of you have said that you wanted to fix your marriage. And I know there's pain and there's hurt and, you know, you feel guilty because you kind of open this door. But just because you open the door doesn't mean you continue to allow people to come through it. Yeah, you just close that door. And, and you know, it's okay to say no. It's okay to tell him that, you know what? Yeah, I told you that that was okay, but I changed my mind. I really don't want you to sleep with other people. And I know that I slept with other people. And I know that I was wrong. And I know you feel cheated and slighted. But at the same time, when are we just going to say enough's enough and, you know, turn the tables and um, focus just on us? The more people that you have involved in your relationship, the more problems there's going to be. That's common sense. Um, And I know that, you know, sometimes you just want your husband to be happy and you kind of disregard your own feelings we both do that as husbands and wives Um, but I think in this situation you know you're entitled to be angry you're entitled to be hurt he's entitled to be angry he's entitled to be hurt you're both entitled to your own feelings and I think you guys should just sit down and talk about those feelings um, and be able to be comfortable enough to look at each other and say you know what I fucked up I fucked up royally and I know I did and no amount of apologies are going to make this any better but you I need for you as your wife I need for you to see me as your wife and as someone who is dedicated to this marriage just as much as you because I know from past experience sometimes um, when you're cheated on that is the first thing you want to do you want you know you want to revenge cheat Um, but you have an open marriage so then a lot of it is testing too Um, I'll even say this time I've tested KC a couple times just to sit, you know, and see what he would say or see what he would do. And then, um, to sit and watch and see if, you know, he really showed with his actions of whether or not he was, um, you know, serious about fixing our marriage. And it took months to learn that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) and I, I mean, I told him you're going to be tested. I'm not going to make it easy on you, but I mean, you know, in this situation, what are you telling him when you say, yes, you can go sleep around. Because, you know, in one way you're saying that I love you and divorce is not an option. And the next minute you're saying, yes, go sleep with someone. So to him, you're telling him you love him, but you're not showing him. Because no matter what he says, his wife looking at him saying, yes, go sleep with someone else feels like maybe she's not that serious about fixing this marriage. Or maybe she just doesn't care. Or maybe it's not there anymore. Or maybe there's something broken with us. And it doesn't show him how dedicated you are to your marriage and to your family. 
So I completely agree with everything that she just said. But my my two cents on this would be, one, you need to fix your... Not that you need to fix yourself, but you yes, need to fix yourself. So, yes, you have every right to be mad that he would ask you that. But at the same time, you've got to realize that you did it first. And not to <coughs> point fingers or anything like that. That's what she's saying. She's the one who started this. She's taking accountability. I but understand that. What but what I you... think she's forgetting is... That there was a reason for her starting this. Right. There's a reason for what she did. And I think that it's as much as important as it is to fixing your marriage is fixing yourself first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So she knows she started it. She said she started it. That's not what she's saying. So I would suggest um, a fair, like I said, I would do a fair recovery. There are tons of YouTube videos. And two... Um, they have a website that you can go on to and do um, a boot camp and it's free of charge. And three... You I would get, definitely get a marriage counselor. You kind of And have, a personal counselor. I would do... Pers- sorry. Whoa. You're just... You're talking all... Listen. Number one, she needs a individual therapist. Okay, well, I'm not a And then... I know, but you... I would work on getting an individual therapist and a marriage therapist ASAP. Okay. On top of the resources that you're giving right. her. So, but those two are the most important. So you're, you are correct. Stop. So anyways, <laughs> I would start with myself. I would do the fair recovery videos. I mean, there's a lot of good information and things that I never even thought of when I was going through it. Two, the boot camp is free. Three, since Tara cut me off, <laughs> I do think that you guys should start therapy like ASAP. And four... You kind of have to forgive yourself. You've done a lot and been through a lot. But at the same time, you have to forgive yourself. And you have to heal and fix yourself to heal and fix your marriage. Next question. All right. So the next question is, how did you reconnect after feeling emotionally detached? I'm having a hard time with this since I felt a disconnect for so many years. So um, I'll start with that one, of course. Um... I, it's only been four months for us, so I will speak more on just past stuff um, because we're still kind of working on the reconnecting thing. Um, I'm not going to even lie. It's not even all the way there yet. We're trying. Um, what I've been doing is um, trying my hardest that kind of in the same advice we gave you guys, um, I've decided that I was going to forgive him and I wanted to work on my marriage and my marriage was what was important to me and my family is what is important to me. So if that's the case, then I have to try my hardest to um, forgive him. I'm not saying forget, but um, and to remember the things that caused me to fall in love with him in the first place. Um, Sometimes it's really easy to get lost in everything wrong and forget to appreciate um, all the stuff that's right. And so sometimes just looking back on it, um, we got a book. Even before this happened, we had this book. It was called The Story of Us. And it has little things in it that like you um, write down like how we met. Or if we had to make a mixtape, a 90s mixtape for each other, what songs would be on it. And it has a little um, couple building little, you know, kind of cheesy things. But it really does kind of help to remember those little things that you kind of forget because you've been together for so long and you've gotten sucked into living the life of a married couple with uh, multiple children and so so life kind of just takes its way and then you forget so you i would say to start by um 
focusing on the things that you love about yourself and the things that you love about him and then the things that you love about your marriage and not to cut you off but there was a specific time in the not so distant past that I was prepared to leave Tara completely and I had been somewhere I'm not going to go into very much detail um, I had went away um, and when I came home Tara and I had been doing this book and she had ripped out one of the pages and it was the um, it was the mixtape part that she just said she had filled that out. And no, we, we had we had both filled it out yeah, that we weekend had, before. Yeah, we had both yeah. filled it out. But what I'm saying is she ripped out her page for the mixtape that she would have made for me and wrote me a letter. And I literally was done. I was leaving. I was going um, back to Ohio. I was not coming here. I had a little bit of clothes, and that's literally it. And I really didn't even care. I didn't want anything. That's how done I was. I got in my car. She had used the spare key to get in the car. Um, she got in the car, put the mixtape with a letter, and I instantly lost it and literally could not get home fast enough. That book can be as dumb and as cheesy as it sounds. That book could be a marriage saver. That one thing that your husband may look at or that one thing that you may clip out and just slide onto his pillow or onto the counter as you guys make coffee or whatever you guys do in your routine to make him realize he loves you and no matter what you guys have been through, there's no reason to go anywhere else. And yeah, let me just add that you heard this dude say he was ready to leave me. This was after he had the affair. So just to rub it in, number one, and number two, as an example, um, he cheated on me. And I felt in no way like I owed him anything. And that I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, deep down inside, I did think that he should have to pay for it and that he should have consequences for his actions. Um, And that I felt kind of dumb doing things like... um, you know, writing him letters when he cheated on me and, you know, doing little things to make him feel loved and him feel important when he's the one who betrayed our marriage. But um, at the same time, like I just told you, if focusing on your family and focusing on your marriage is really what you want, then you sometimes have to just take a step back and ask yourself, so when does the um, self-harm and um, sabotaging end? Because that's just what's going to keep going on if you bring more people in the marriage. It's going to be relationship harm. I won't say like individual harm. But I mean, it is individual harm. But then relationship harm. And then you're just basically sabotaging your relationship. Yeah, and then my my opinion on the whole disconnect thing, Tara's right. We've still not really connected all the way. But one thing that we have been doing, cell phones used to be in our faces 24-7. Like when we got home, that's what we did is put them down watch a movie together snuggle together Um, i didn't say snuggle (laughs) watch tv spend quality time with each other watching tv doesn't count as quality time remember but i get to hold you and that's what all that matters (laughs) i could care less what we watch as long as they're not scary so shoot i just said that on the Uh, podcast you're just bitching out all the way down (laughs) you just sound like a bitch get me here (laughs) 
<laughs> so check that. I love scary stuff. <laughs> so um, yeah. So basically, the quick thing to that is number one. Um, try to just focus on remembering why you fell in love with him and why you um, want to continue to be together because obviously you're not ready to divorce. Um, so, you know, you still have, there is something that is still drawing the two of you together. Um, I would focus a hundred percent on that. Um, it sounds to me like, you know, you're both just really hurt and you are looking for self gratification rather than, um, gratifying the whole marriage, um, as like a unit. It's more of what's what's good for him and what's good for you and who hurt who. And to be honest, Your that's team. the one thing that can destroy a marriage so quickly. And that is, um, you know, seeing each other as individuals like you versus me. And that was a thing that me and Casey did a lot was it was like a competition with my own spouse. And it gets old and it causes so much harm even without even consciously harming each other. Um, you, there's so much, um, damage and harm that's done when you are living with someone who you see as your enemy or your rival. So just remember you guys are a team. Um, and that, you know, there was something that brought you guys together in the first place. Focus on those things. Um, allow him to do those little things that make you laugh or make you blush or, you know, allow him to compliment you and accept those compliments. Um, and then you do the same thing for him. You guys both don't have to have your capes on and act like superhuman right now. Um, you know, as long as you're in a safe situation, then, you know, you should be comfortable being there and being, um, you know, in intimate settings and being vulnerable. And since I'm being so emotional, we cry talk. a lot. <laughs> we do both cry a lot. You cry? Yeah, we both cry a lot. Whatever. No. Really? Anyway, I'm the most vulnerable out oh, of this Jesus. relationship. All right, next question. Tara stated physical cheating would have been easier for her to handle than emotional cheating. How would you explain that to someone who has ex- who has to accept physical cheating? I'm torn about it and there has to be a way to accept it. What advice can you give me? Even after saying it all, I will say that once this is all over, we will go to marriage counseling. So you don't have to accept anything. Um, number one, I don't care what you've done in the past. He did decide that he wanted to stay and fight for your marriage. So in my opinion, as a wife, as a mom, as a woman, um, you don't have to accept physical cheating just because you did it. Um, two wrongs do not make a right. So when he, when he decided to stay, that's when it should have stopped. That's when the whole, um, cheating, the whole resentment and all that stuff, that's where it should have come to a halt. And the, um, repair should have started then. And the problem is you guys are just, you're continuing over and over and over and over again to just do more damage. Just like just jabbing with a knife every single solitary time one of you even discuss the idea of an open marriage um even though you're gonna act like it doesn't hurt you and he's gonna act like it doesn't hurt him because i understand that it's sex and sex is pleasurable but at the same time deep down inside anytime your spouse looks at you and mentions you know the idea of sleeping with another woman or having an emotional affair or a you know even an intimate moment with someone else um it hurts so I think the both of you are just disregarding the fact that you can look at each other and say, that hurt me when you said this, or because the I- idea of this hurts me, or, I mean, he's your husband. He's supposed to be your 
partner. He's supposed to be your lover. He's supposed to be your friend. And he's supposed to respect your feelings and make you comfortable in expressing them. So don't ever think that you have to accept anything because you don't. You do not have to accept the physical affair just because you did it. Um, just like he didn't have to accept your affair, but he did. So if he's serious about wanting to fix your relationship, then that's where this stops. This doesn't go on any further. It needs to literally come to a halt and you guys need to sit down and you probably should do this in the presence of a therapist. Um, but you need to get professional help as individuals and as a couple and put a stop to this because all it is doing is just opening just wounds from a long time ago and bringing them right back out and this is just going to be a, an endless cycle for you guys as long as you even keep entertaining this. So someone's got to put their foot down and be the bigger man and say enough. We have multiple children. We are responsible for them. We're responsible to each other and we're responsible to God for the way that we um, treat each other and for the way that we conduct ourselves in this marriage and enough's enough. Um, if he doesn't like it or if you don't like it, then you know there's other options and you would have to explore those. But um, for you to say you have to accept physical cheating is wrong. You do not have to accept it. Yeah, that's, like what, that's what I was going to say. So the open marriage thing would be a no. Like that would be next first. That would be the first thing off the table. And of course it would be for you. Even being the person that cheated because you're a smart <laughs> aleck. Even being the person who cheated, it wouldn't be about sharing my spouse or anything else which would be a hell no up in this marriage, <laughs> even though I cheated. Um, shoot, now I forgot what I was going to say. But see, that the, would be, that would be the biggest no, because I don't care if you're doing it together or separate or anything else. You guys need to be a team. You guys need to be together. You guys need to cut every extra anything out of your marriage and start from the very basics in the very beginning. But at the same time with the open marriage thing, um, I understand where you're coming from. I literally, when I felt like Casey was cheating on me, I looked at him one time and said, if you're not going to leave and if you're not going to be honest, then give me an open marriage because I kind of felt the same way. Like, I'm not going to sit here like a dummy while you're out doing what you're going to do and you're not trying to leave or trying to, you know, come forward with what's going on so we could even fix this. So I selfishly had made the comments about having an open marriage before because to me and from my past and the same issues where sex is not an emotional experience for me, it's physical. And I had a lot of trust or still do have a lot of trust issues, um, especially with men. I felt like an open marriage I had some kind of control over um, that I couldn't control your actions, but I could be either distracted or, you know, have some kind of control over my end of that open marriage. So um, and then again, to me, it was just sex. It was just the act of sex. Um, do I think I would have went through with it if you said yes? If you would have said yes to me about an open marriage, I would have probably divorced you, just to be honest. Right. That's that's exactly how I felt. Just because I think that that would have told me right then and there that you didn't care or that you didn't love me. Boom. Pass that test. <laughs> I don't... I just think I was just being just... That I was just going, it was a knee jerk reaction. This is fine. Then, if you don't want to do this, do this. What? You had and a knee jerk reaction? It was dumb and uh, it was immature. And even though you were a dick 
and you lied and you deserve to suffer. Here we go back. Here, I was like getting so (laughs) proud of you. I was literally like over here like, oh, and then it just took the turn. It was, it it was the turn. That turn has been. It was not the mature adult um, thing to do. Thing to do at all. Okay, just stop right there. No on the open marriage. I think if, I mean, seriously, you guys know yourself and you guys know the agreement that you have in your marriage and only you two can really honestly fix this. But if you're asking for our advice, um, I'm just going to tell you that if Casey would have told me yes, that I could sleep with someone with someone else, it would have hurt me more than anything. All right. Last question. Having experienced infidelity and then in, in, hyphen, in hyphens, you know, they had to put Quote. this. No, they were hyphens. Oh, they're parentheses. Parentheses, whatever. <laughs> And I know it's still fresh and recent. Uh, fresh and recent. Thank you for that. We know. What advice could you give another couple on how to handle moving forward together? So I just let Tara listen to this YouTube video that I've been listening to, and she literally turned around. I was like, "Hey, tell me if this like was if if this had an effect on on our marriage." So the YouTube video I was listening to, of course, a fair recovery. Like we should be sponsored by them as much as I plug them um, was talking about if you're trying to fix yourself or you're trying to to make yourself better just for the sheer fact that your spouse is going to be okay with your affair or tells you we can make it work. If that is the only reason that you're trying to fix yourself or try to to better yourself or figure out why you've been cheating all the times that you had. That's the wrong thing to do. You need to fix yourself, one, for yourself, two, figure out why you've been cheating, and fix it for yourself, not for your spouse. Yeah, so his point was in the video, and I'll send you a link to the video, um, and then I'll send you the links to the Affair Recovery website and stuff, but his point was that sometimes you have to prove to your spouse that even in the face of uncertainty or adversity, or even when they're telling you, no, I still want a divorce, that sometimes... Or even in your case, if they're saying, I want to cheat or I want to sleep with someone else. Sometimes you, your actions have to prove to them that um, they are worth saving and your marriage is worth saving. Regardless of the words that are coming out of their mouth or the actions that they're showing you. Um, Another thing that Tara would do a lot would be um, not to not show me she didn't love me at all. Like she never did that. Um, but one thing that she would say or whatever would be, well, go do this. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Which led to me believing, okay, well, maybe she doesn't love me like I think she does. Maybe she honestly really doesn't care. You need to stop doing that with your husband. You need to say no. When Tara looked at me, it's probably been a couple of weeks and was like, no. I looked at her like, you've never told me no before. And I appreciated it. And I liked it and it made me love her even more because she was a yes ma'am when it came to our marriage. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever you want. Yes, yes, yes. And so I greatly appreciated that. So I would say maybe that's something that you need to try. Um, But also just put in the work. If that's what you want to do and you want to stay married and it sounds like you guys have, like you said, divorce is not an option. You're just going to have to put in the work. Yeah, so um, to kind of piggyback on that, um, I would say, number one, um, you got to get rid of other people in your marriage. 
I know that you've accepted this lifestyle and, you know, sex is not emotional. So you're not really tying this into how it has an emotional effect on you um, and your husband and even your children. But you got to just get rid of other people. So um, and what do you think your husband would do is if you walked in the other room and looked at him and said, we are no longer going to be swingers. I'm not going to accept it. And you can either A, B or C, whatever you want to say in that that spot. But I love you and I love you enough and I'm going to tell you no and I don't want to do this anymore and it's not going to happen. I mean, I I know it's hard because like Casey said, I was kind of a yes ma'am. Um, I would, you know, if he asked for a convertible, I got it for him for Father's Day. If he wanted this, I would make do everything I had to do to get it. He wanted to have a child. I literally had my tubes untied, did IUI and IVF. We did it for seven years. It was because... My whole, um, the only thing this woman were, has said no to is fried chicken because <coughs> I'm not standing over a hot stove. That is it, any chicken in 11 years. And I've fried you chicken in 11 years, but anyway, so we're dating, it's okay to say no. So if it's not something that you're comfortable with, or if it's even something that's just making you feel worse or feel bad, then you have to practice self preservation too and say no. I mean, I know that you want to come off as you know, a wife who. Um, supportive and who is remorseful and you're trying to show your remorse by allowing things to happen that shouldn't be but at the same time he has to respect sorry expect uh, respect the fact that um you know even though I feel guilty and I'm sorry and what I did was shitty I am not going to allow you or myself to make this um, situation any worse I am putting my foot down and if we want to focus on this marriage then we're focusing on each other so I would make your husband love you more I don't, I, we well, don't know him. So you I don't, don't know, know him, him, but, but, um, I, that's where I would start. I would start with eliminating all the distractions, um, all the background noise, all of that, just eliminate it. And if you want to be together, my advice would be to just be together, focus on you. If that means that you guys have to start doing date nights or, um, you know, like Casey said, put your phones down or whatever. I will send you the Amazon, um, link to the cheesy book. Um, that, oh, you know, like that we Amazon link. Um, but I mean, you've got to focus on each other, eliminate the background noise. And then after that, you've got to realize that this is going to be a lot of work. Um, you've got to do individual work. You're going to have to do, um, work as a, as a, a couple, and then you're going to have to do work as a family. Um, as a whole. So don't just think that, you know, it's going to be easy because it's not, there's going to be days where you wish to God, you could just go and sleep with someone and, you know, get over, you know, some hurtful things that he's done or distract yourself or disassociate from whatever it is that's going on. And you will want to choose the easiest road, which is automatically to go back to somebody else. And I'm going to tell you everything that I used to tell Tara about disassociation. You're going to disassociate today, but you're still going to have to deal with the same thing tomorrow. And when you disassociate to it, then tomorrow, it just, it's not going to go away. So you have to handle it. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to learn to talk. Um, Communication is going to be one thing that is going to be hard for you because like you said, you know, just like me, you disassociate. And so you act like it doesn't bother you. You act like um, you don't care. You just go and distract yourself with something else because that was um, what we did as young girls to survive things that we had went through was just to, you know go somewhere else in our heads. But, um, I mean, here's the thing. You're an adult now and it's time to, um, stop allowing your past to be the crutch 
for your future. And I know that sounds harsh, but I'm just going to be honest. Um, I, I did the same thing. So that's exactly what I, was going to say. <laughs> I did the same thing. Um, and even though I am completely the victim in this situation with me and KC, I still recognize that there were some things that I could have done better, like communicating, saying no, um, you know, establishing boundaries, stuff like that. I, you know, I was just as responsible as he was for laying the foundation for a healthy marriage. And I didn't as well as neither did he. So, um, you're going to have to do the individual work. I would say, get a therapist. You need a therapist. You need to start doing trauma counseling. You need to start doing, um, some things that, um, allow you to work on you as an individual and as a wife and as a mom. Um, but you need to, you know, resolve some issues that you have that are causing you to do these things like have an affair or be okay with an open marriage or either just, you know, have that guilt that, you know, you need to allow this to continue. There's some things that you need to work on too. Um, and then you need to be able to, you know, communicate with, with him that he needs to work on him. And you guys should feel safe doing that with each other. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, be, um, you know, critical or harsh or whatever. But, you know, you you know how to communicate with your husband and you know your communication styles. Um, and, you know, you should be comfortable with communicating to him how it's making you feel and how, um, you know, he should be able to tell you how you're making him feel and respect each other's feelings. But um, communication is a big thing. Um, it's going to be one thing that you're going to struggle with. Um, I sometimes feel like I'm a pussy for saying some of the things that I say while I communicate because I sometimes just feel like it makes me sound weak. But um, she doesn't I, like scary shows. Oh, Jesus. But I, I'm at the point where I'm okay sounding weak or okay sounding like a baby or whatever um, because I'm not going to um, sacrifice my own um, self-respect or self-worth or dignity or, um, my own just feelings of just being okay, overall general, just well-being, um, to make anybody else feel comfortable. So, you know, you're going to have to get to that point where you're okay with communicating and being vulnerable and kind of just take off the cape and decide where you guys want to go from there because you guys have some serious work that you need to do and, it's not going to happen overnight. So, um, I, my number one thing will be to eliminate the distractions and then, you know, get some professional help and then, um, communicate, communicate, communicate. All right, guys. So that was the last question from this Friday's edition of hot tub, hot seat slash feelings friday in our bedroom <laughs> so if you guys have any questions please don't hesitate to comment um, on our facebook page or send us um, messages via facebook uh, please like subscribe to the podcast if you know anyone that may be dealing with something like this or just want to share we would greatly appreciate it with you sharing it with your family and friends and then as always if you guys want to reach out and ask us for the resources that we've been referring to um i'm sure casey will gladly plug affairrecovery.com um also the youtube videos that he's referring to watching and then even the link to amazon for the um cheesy little um this is us couples book that we have um anything like that if you want some resources just reach out to us 
um, we don't mind. We'll send them to you as soon as we can. Um, and you know, if you have any other questions also, you can, um, send them to our email at cup of Jones podcast at gmail.com. And like Casey said, don't forget to like subscribe and to even rate us. Um, the more people, the more ratings we get, the more people we can reach, um, on most of the platforms. And, um, until next time, have a good weekend. Bye.